Bush and Ridgie here with your daily takeaway podcast. You've got a hell of a show ahead of you, so uh, lucky you. Clip in and all that kind of stuff. Something before we get stuck in, just to kind of let you in on a, a thing I've been getting into a little bit. Uh, normally, in my life, I've just drunk normal flat water. Yeah. Just normal flat water. So we call it just water. Water. But water from a flat. Mm. Uh, and then for, I don't know what's happened, past couple of months now, I've just got into sparkling. <laughs> and I feel, I just feel a bit extra. Like, uh, it feels like I've sat down at a brasserie and I'm just looking through the menu. There's something about sparkling water that it just seems like it's next level. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. There is a, um, there's a brand of sparkling water that I quite like. Yeah. What is it? It's the, um, oh, you know the one. You know the one. Which one? The uh, Perrier? No, not them. Um... San, San Sebastian. San Sebastian. San Sebastian? San Pellegrino. San Pellegrino. Is that sparkling water? That's like a fruit drink though, right, isn't it? San Pellegrino? You can, no, you can get orange San Pellegrino that's, and you can get lemon one, but I think you can That's get, not sparkling water though, is it? Yeah, they, no, but no, they do water water. The do sparkling they? that is San Pellegrino. Oh. In a green bottle. In a green bottle. All right, all right, you two. Yeah. But that's the only sparkling water I'd have. I remember, right, working in a pub in the early 90s down in Devon and I remember sitting us sitting round the pub after the shift when all the customers had gone and the barman was telling us about this thing he'd heard where they're going to be trying to sell um, bottled sparkling water and bottled water to people. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> this new company, this new company called Perrier are going to try and sell it. I mean, that's a fad. It'll, it'll pass. Now look at me all those years on paying through the nose for sparkling water. The world's gone mad. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Good day for me so far. I'm, um... I'm having good luck today. Are you indeed? Yes. Uh, you know the little place around the corner where we will often go and get a coffee before the show? Uh-huh. Went in there today for a salad. Got here early today. Thought, oh, I'll get a salad. That's all I wanted in there. And as I was paying for that, I saw a little chocolate brownie and thought, do I want that as well? I thought, no, 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 be good. You're getting a salad. Don't pay extra. Keep it to just the salad, which I paid for. And as I was walking out, uh-huh. the bloke who serves us our coffee saw me and he goes, do you want a, uh, do you want a coffee? And I was like, no, 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 it's fine, thanks, I'm, I'm good, thanks. And he's like, no, 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 it's a free one. I went, Ooh. really? A free coffee? He went, yeah, 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 the person before, uh, they're, they're all of us a mistake, so I've got a free one here if you want it, it's a latte. I was like, you sure? Went, yeah, yeah, take it. I'm like, great, all right, wonderful. That's amazing. Lovely. Walked out with a free coffee. That can only be the sign that today is my day, right? I mean, you can't read that any other way. Well, you get absolutely nothing for free. In this life, you, do you? don't know anything for free. It's a very, very true cliche. It's now. a, it's a rare, rare thing. I mean, essentially, it's a mispull to use the uh, the pub parlance, but that's fine. Essentially, it is, but that mispull could have been someone else. Could have been someone else that walks in. It's me who's got it. So the world is looking on me today, saying, Richie Firth, this is your day. And you're, you're watching football this evening as well, aren't you? I am going to football tonight, so maybe that's where the good luck comes at 7.45 at the Emirates. I don't know. I should have gone there yesterday ahead of Everton <laughs> versus Bournemouth. <laughs> I should have done you a mistful. Yeah. Can, can I have a mistful, please? We're losing 4-1. <laughs> Do you ever like, see things in life where you kind of think, well, this has obviously got to be a sign that today is my day? Well, yeah, I, and I think, you know, I hate the old stuff like, you know, four-leaf clovers. And, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, and, and I Make as, it modern. As discussed within the last week on this, show the whole bird poo thing that's not a thing. that's not good luck is it no. I mean, I, the only thing i can i can narrow it down to is there's uh, the people who live about three or four doors down from us have got a cat called socks right okay yeah. that whenever we're doing the school run in the morning uh our four-year-old thea always looks out for socks yeah 
And if you if genuinely, when we see socks walk across our path on the way doing the school run, I tend to have a good day. There you go. I haven't seen socks for a little while. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. But next time I see him or her, I think I'm going to have a good day. So that's my good luck charm. Go find socks on Saturday. I will do. I need it. <laughs> yeah. Let us know what is the thing that when you see it, you know. You just know it's going to be your day. Jane says, nine rashers of back bacon in an eight rasher pack. Ooh. Winner, winner, bacon lunch dinner. And who doesn't like the word rasher to boot? As she adds. It's <laughs> a good catch, word. Little, little catchphrase, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Fiona has got in touch when she sees a woman who goes running in the morning uh, but is accompanied by her dog. No lead, just running totally in sync uh, with her so happy. Uh, when they see them on their way to work, we know it's going to be a good day, Fiona says. One day, stopped to the lights, waiting, and she carried him across, then ran again as soon as they were on that other side. That was an extra special day. I always wonder what the littlest hobo was up to these days. Uh, Wayne says, My partner Bex looks out for a heron on the bank of the river. We pass on the way into work each day. When she sees it, she exclaims at the top of her voice and she generally gets sad if we don't see the heron in the morning. The things that you see that make you know that you're going to have a good day. Shelley, what is it for you? Um, motorhomes. Wow, you look out for motorhomes, that's going to bring good luck. <laughs> yes. How? How is it, what's this backed up on? What happens? Well, Generally, you see motorhomes in the summer, and it's sunny in the summer, and that just means it's going to be a good day, in my opinion. Wow, what a, what a positive and uh, sharing thing. Because if I see someone in a motorhome, I get really jealous and think, damn, I wish I had that car. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I get jealous well, we of actually, them. We have a motorhome, and um, I, I tend to wave at them. Oh. But I've also been known to wave at Tesco vans and... Um, and, Mo- and Morrison vans that look like uh, ambulances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it I just you who away. does this, Shelley, or do you know anybody else then who uh, sees good luck when they see a motorhome rumbling down the road? I think it's just my family. <laughs> We're a bit strange that way. No, but I think I, I do love it, though, when anyone who's got, like, a thing waves to other people who've got the same thing going yeah. on. I take it back to the bongo friendly yeah. that my mum and dad had when we were kids. They would always wave and flash the lights to other bongo friendly drivers. Yeah, that's it. Well, my partner used to have a caravan, and when we got the motorhome, I said to him, do, do, do other caravan drivers not wave at each other and he was bemused and said no. <laughs> but he was the one for you when you realised he had a caravan, eh? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he had a house as well. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Someone's doing right for themselves. <laughs> Cheers, Shelley. Good to talk to you. See you later. Thank you. Have you had any good luck, though, yet? Not yet. I think it's come... Well, this I is it, because it, 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 I guess the jury's out, because now it's happened. <laughs> no offence. I don't want to take this the wrong way. I don't want to take this wrong. I hope you're not decrying the cup of coffee and saying it was just a random cup. No, no, because that—I mean—that is obviously good luck and everything. It's obviously good luck. But but you—you're saying this is an instigator of luck to come. As of yet, it's been an all right day so far. But you've not yes. found a fiver in the po- your little pocket within a pocket in your jeans or anything. No, I firmly believe the good luck is to come. So tomorrow on the show, we'll know whether this is. That's when the metric comes. Yeah, we'll 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 measure tomorrow. Delay gratification. I like that. Yeah, and if you if you follow your football, have a look at the scores at half nine tonight. I'm going to Arsenal Brighton. Then we can see if that good luck thing works. Listen to this. Send cake says on Twitter. I used to see a couple who were having an affair on my train into London. Endless entertainment at the 
days when they didn't get on were much duller. I stopped going into London, but I wrote a play about them which did okay. I do miss the CC, as I used to call them. <laughs> what about that? Uh, what do you see that makes you think good luck is on your way, like me with the coffee? It's still to come. <laughs> maybe maybe the guy in the coffee shop around the corner just really likes you. Stop trying you know I mean? to twist this. You're trying to twist a nice thing. I don't like it. He always offers you the extra carrier thing for the two cups. Never does the same for me. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Pep says, uh, we know it's a good day if we spot Felix of Long Melford bus on our school run. Me and my seven-year-old wave at the driver. The poor bloke that does it is so confused. He does a wave <laughs> like you should know us, but clearly doesn't. We all always both shout Felix and love it. Steve's hanging on. Uh, Steve, tell us what was it, when was it, when good luck happened immediately for you? The good luck of England winning the World Cup and uh, the good luck that I've met my wife-to-be, which was got married and still together. So talk us through the day, right? Imagine the day panning out as the time ticks on uh, they, yes. the England won the, the Rugby World Cup I believe in the morning it yes. was a morning game right, yes and my wife was probably in the pub all day right and I happened to stroll in there in the evening and she was a bit worse for wear and uh, and you <laughs> struck <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so we're talking 19 years ago now and 19 years a good day on the source and uh, yeah, there we are yeah. the rest is history yeah I don't know if she regretted it when uh, when she sobered up or not. I don't know. Okay, and you're, you're both happily married and it's all fine? <laughs> yes, yeah, fine, yeah, marvellous. Oh, brilliant. Okay, we'll, we'll check in on you in like uh, six months' time and stuff like that, you know, regular check ins. Yeah, yeah, it'd be brilliant, yes, yes, please. And it's a great story to hear for, for other people right now, still still hoping and wanting to meet that life partner. Hey, look, yes. we've got a World Cup coming up uh, with the football, different code, uh, you know, yes. in about five weeks' time, potentially. We ain't going to be in that final, though, no. are we, I don't think. <laughs> That's a good point. Let's be realistic. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, so, let me be completely honest, I'm quite a scatty, chaotic person. No. You don't need me to tell you that. No. My friend's Paulina, uh, my friend Paul Paulina once described me as being like the squirrel from Ice Age. <laughs> is he called Scat? <laughs> is he called Scat? I'm not sure he's Scat. That's not a right name, is it? No. I hope he's not called that. How many, how many different versions of that film have been? They've been calling him Scat all the way through. But anyway, look, despite the chaos, uh, I have patterns of behaviour. It's, it's come to light. So, like, I'm listening to a spy book at the moment, Tom Clancy novel, keep going on about it. I was thinking, right, if I was the spy, it'd be well easy to bump off because I do the same thing all the time. I have predictable patterns of behaviour. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I phone ahead every day before I set off to go and get the train to have my uh, cheese and pickle sandwich on white bread ready for me so I can pick it up and go down the hill. What? It's quite a bit of planning ahead for me. You phone the cafe ahead before you leave to I have... For, just, for a just for a cheese and pickle sandwich? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that weird? But... I always have the same sandwich. They know what I my, what I have. So I never deviate wow. from the order. I wouldn't dream of trying a different sandwich in a million years. Wow. I always have the same thing from the local Indian restaurant. Mm -hmm. Chicken tikka masala. Mm -hmm. uh, masala. Chicken tikka masala. Yeah. I have problems saying it, <laughs> but I know what I'm having. And I use the same bathroom in the radio station. Don't know if you notice that. I always go to the same loop. We, as we come out of the main, like onto this, the floor here, yeah. you can either go upstairs or downstairs. We've got always, a choice. Always up. I always go down. Do you go down? Yeah, I always go down. To the big trap or the little trap? That's a personal question. <laughs> so I'm a creature of habit. So I want to know from people tonight, next 45 minutes, 
What thing do you always predictably do because you're a creature of habit? Apparently, I was told last night uh, during the Great British Bake Off that every week I say how much I like Prudith. <laughs> a big fan <laughs> of Prudith. I didn't realise I did, but every week, apparently, at some point during the episode, I go, I really like Bake Off with Prudith. Yeah. Didn't realise I did. Uh, but you can, you can apparently predict that it's going to happen. Roll of the eyes from Natalie. I didn't dislike Mary Berry, I just have to say, but I prefer Prudith. Uh, good to make your position clear on that. <laughs> just in case you wondered. Uh, Colin says he always goes into McDonald's even though he's in the car rather than the drive-through. That's a great idea. It's quicker. He's a creature of habit. Are you a creature of habit? Uh, so, just been talking about being a creature of habit, and I did say that I always go to the same bathroom here. Mm. And Andy from our office was coming out as I was going in, and he says, "What same loo every time, right?" <laughs> so I'm, I'm famous in these parts. If you're a creature of habit, tell us about it. Johnny says, "I can't, nor can any of my brothers or sisters, leave a building without going for a wee first. My parents had eight kids. My mum always made all of us use the toilet before we went anywhere. She conditioned us more successfully than Pavlov did his dog. Oh, it's a good, good system, that you've done." know when you're going to need it next. You don't know when you're going to see a toilet next. Why not? I might start doing it myself. Natasha uh, says, whenever I have fish and chips or McDonald's, always have to eat the chips first before I start on anything else. That is, that's madness, that. <laughs> that's madness. Uh, we've got Katie on the line. Creature of habit. Katie, tell us what you do. I put my left foot first when I go upstairs. Wow. So you kind of almost do the hokey-cokey when you're going up the stairs. <laughs> Only if I put the wrong foot first, yeah. I have been known to go halfway up and then realise and have to go back down. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have to go and correct yourself. When did this start then? Left foot first going up the stairs. When did this begin? Years ago. I can't remember. I must have been a child, I think. Um, um, yeah, it was just something I started doing and now it feels wrong if I do it any other way. I don't think we should immediately dismiss Katie here. It's actually quite a good system. If if you're going, like, up the stairs in the dark or you're you're carrying... Burglin or something. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't, can't put the lights on or something. You don't want to wake up the family. Or you're carrying a child okay. and you can't see your feet. It is handy to have a system in place to know whereabouts you are on the stairs. Yes. This is going to sound crazy, but because I know how many stairs there are in my house because I've lived there a long time, I know whereabouts I am if I am in the dark. Wow. I mean, it's unsettling <laughs> that you need to be that accurate during the den of night, but it's fine. Is there a system in place for descending the stairs, Katie, or are you a bit free fall uh, for that? No, I think it's usually left foot first as well. I haven't thought about it coming down. But Get back to us tomorrow. At least she's consistent, yeah. though, that's for sure. <laughs> Dan says, without fail, I will snooze all five alarms in the morning and get out of bed at 7.45 and rush to get ready. And then Nicole says, I'm a creature habit, I'm wearing that badge with honour. I always have a brown roll with ham, lettuce and tomatoes from my local baker for lunch. I asked for something different one day because I was feeling adventurous and they asked if I was OK. For a sweet treat, I'll dip into a celebrations box, a bulk buy whilst they're on sale for Christmas. I always go for Mars first, then Twix, then Maltesers. No judgement, please. What about that? Uh, Danny says, I feel absolutely seen by today's topic on home time I'm the biggest creature of habit I can think of same food order at every restaurant I can think of same Subway same Nando's order even Tesco meal deal I have a pizza named after me at our favourite restaurant because I have ordered it every time I go left foot forward when I walk anywhere too I think I might need help he says (laughs) Tracy what is it you always do? Um, Yeah when I sort of like make burgers at home I have to have them in a, in a set order. Oh, what, you make them in a set order in terms of assemblage? Yes, yeah, assemble them in a set order, yeah. You're going to have to tell us the order. Right, so I have bottom bun, then good squirt of mayo on that, then lettuce, then onion, yeah. then the burger, then a slice of plastic cheese, Great. and 
then ketchup on the top bun. Done. Oh, done, done. See, I, was, I thought it was going to keep going. <laughs> Need to work on your uh, Gordon Ramsay star delivery. That, there, that might be the, uh, the the sexiest phone call we ever had. <laughs> Genuinely, I was off on a different planet then. We're just dreaming, the pair of us. I'm hungry. I'm hungry as well. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Getting closer to Christmas, and one of the best things about the excitement of Christmas, particularly when you were a kid, was sitting in your PJs in the evening with your parents and flipping through the catalogue and yes. choosing stuff. Yes. Don't you love catalogues? It's a shame that catalogues aren't such a big thing now as they used to be. You used to absolutely love catalogues back, back in the 80s. So, a brand new feature uh, launches on Home Time tonight, which is an homage to the 80s catalogue. It's Catalogue Corner. Wait for it. What we're going to do every week is I've managed to find this amazing archive of Argos catalogues from the 70s and 80s online. And someone's gone through and scanned all the pages. Honestly, it's brilliant. It's like a little portal back down memory lane. Every week, we're going to pick a random year and a random page number from that particular year's catalogue. And then the final hour of the show, this is the challenge, the final hour of the show has to be on the topic of the item that is on that page. Love this. So, Richie, you're going to be choosing tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, do go for a particular year in the 80s that you would like to go for. Uh, let's go 1988. The Argos Spring Summer 1988 catalogue. Uh, quite a light, breezy title cover with loads of... Uh, you know that era of the snowman with coloured yeah. pencils? That's what the front looks like. I'll click on it now. So a quick look here, one second. Excuse me, slight teething problems. <laughs> it's, it's the first in the series, it's fine. This is unbelievable. It says temporarily offline. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not taking this. Here we go. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. We can find this. We can find this. It's it's temporarily. The the, the archive's gone. (laughs) We've got a whole feature around this. Right, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. What, what year did you say? I'm going to go over a different I said route. 1988. Here we go, here we go. View the issue. <laughs> okay, we're back in. We're Good, back excellent. In. Well done. Uh, please, if you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, mate, this is a nightmare. <laughs> oh, no, what's it saying now? <laughs> getting closed down left, right, and centre. Oh, we're right. It's loaded, it's loaded. Okay, cool. Can you pick a page between 1 and 308, please? Three. Page three. Well, I just thought, let's not test it out too much. The website sounds like it's falling apart. Okay, here we go. Page three for you. Oh, you're going to love this. Go on. Lawn mowers, fly mowers. <laughs> what a treat! So this final hour of the show yes. has to be specifically about fly mow, lawn mowers, gardening, cutting, that kind of stuff. Yes. Does uh, anyone own a ride-on? What is that? Well, ride-on lawnmower. Oh, okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> hey, they've come a long way. They've come a long way since the back in the days. The early, You see the early fly mow from the 80s? And yeah. The, it looks like... Uh, like some kind of military device. It really yeah, does. Great so if you have a story about lawnmowers, flymows, anything goes, Aidan Sheffield says that was quality award-winning radio right there uh, <laughs> as the website went down as we launched the inaugural Catalogue Corner, a love letter to catalogues of days gone by. But we're back up again now. Uh, so, you know, like the, in Absolute Radio's Twitter bio thing, it says home of the Dave Barry Breakfast mm. Show, Frank Skinner and Jason Manford. It's also going to say home of Catalogue Corner. <laughs> It's only a matter of time. Brand new feature on the show, a love letter to catalogues of the day go- days gone by. Uh, every week we're going to access the uh, Argos Ar- catalogue archive from the internet, pick a different year, pick a random page number, and then the final hour of the show topic has got to be about that. Richie's picked page three of the 1988 summer Argos catalogue, which is a beauty, and we're after your lawnmower stroke gardening stories, please. Text here, when I was about uh, 11 or 12 and learning about crime prevention, me and my friend decided we were going to dig a massive hole uh, by his back gate. It was very deep. (laughs) 
What's that got to do with crime prevention? <laughs> Unfortunately, we forgot about his dad coming home from work. And he used to park the car at the back and walk through the gate and he went straight down the hole. Caught his dad in a hole. Yeah. What about that? That'd be a great phone. And when have you trapped someone? Uh, oh. We've got Sean on the line. Sean, what's your gardening stroke lawn mowing story? Uh, the story is, I was out last Sunday cutting the grass at 5am and it was really surprising how many folk are up at that time in the morning. <laughs> it's because of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd, go, I'd, go, I'd be World War Three on our road if he was doing that. That's outrageous. <laughs> so you have to have a head torch on in Scotland mowing at five. <laughs> I agree, I agree. Right. Sean, I just want to—I just want to give you the chance to say this is a joke. You honestly weren't cutting your he- cutting your grass at five a.m. No, I wasn't. No, <laughs> <laughs> he was just mucking around, mucking around. <laughs> Great garden story. Thank you so much, Sean. The heavy irony I've just realised is t- tomorrow I'm due to mow the lawn. I have a I have a, a rule where I mow it every ten days, oh and tomorrow God. is the tenth day. We're talking earlier on about creatures of habit. <laughs> It's a case in point. <laughs> Stuff him, put him in the town hall. He's a specimen. Andrew says, I have a sheddy and stores the lawnmower in a pyramid. He's got a pyramid-shaped shed, wow, this guy. Wow, I need one of them. Next level. Uh, Jay, your gardening slash lawn mowing story, please. I'm one of the managers at uh, Brown Ravers Football Club in uh, North Lincolnshire. And uh, a few years ago, our pitches were in a very, very poor state. So a uh, group of us at the football club the cricket club and other volunteers at the uh, BCSA got together and a gentleman called Sean Clixby was running things and got in touch with Football Foundation who helped us with funding for us to be able to buy uh, specialist equipment for us to uh, look after the field. Mm. We all volunteer and give up our own time to maintain the field, cutting the grass, etc. And we uh, have been awarded some... Uh, some awards this year for our achievements. Oh, well, what awards are these? Come on, don't just say some. What have you got? We fall under the Lynx FA and we were awarded the Volunteer Grounds Team Award. Joy, it sounds Uh, like a really wholesome Sky One programme where uh, a bunch of volunteers get together and and type of raise this this burnt-out pitch from the ashes. It could be called The Pitch or something like that, The Field. Well, that'd be great. We've actually just last week had the Football Foundation come up to uh, film our club uh, to use in their national promotional uh, material. Oh, well, there you uh, go. To show, to show what can be done with funding. Um, and then, yeah, last week we also won a national award in relation to groundskeeping. If it's a movie, uh, it's the groundskeeping hit of the summer. That's what it's going to be. This summer's <laughs> must-see movie about groundskeeping. And if it was a Sky One show, as you were suggesting initially, I reckon they should all be taking in a minibus uh, to meet the Wembley groundsman or something. Yeah, right? that's, that's the finale. We love it. That would be excellent if we could get tickets for an England game there. That would be brilliant on the side of the stadium. <laughs> you listen to this show enough. You know we haven't got the power to do anything like that. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So quite a few of you lot were getting in touch saying, oh, bird poo, Bush, that's lucky. That's lucky to get pooed on Famously so. Isn't it famously so, famously lucky? Well, I'll tell you what it wasn't. So just to, just to give you the full um, sequence of events uh, uh, that happened with the bird poo. Bird poo on my leg. Meant that I smelt of poo, couldn't eat my pasty, put my pasty in my bag, yeah. sat on the train, pasty in bag. Pasty sweats through onto incredibly expensive uh, electronic notebook case, ruins it. Is that washed out? That's not washed out. Oh, it's got to get a new one, so Bad that's luck. ruined. Completely ruined. Uh, then I get home, and then my uh, our youngest daughter, Stella, who has had a bit of a cold, escalates incredibly quickly, have to take it away and eat. 
That's never good luck. Never good luck. So, a couple of hours in A&E, she's absolutely fine. Trying to put um, antibiotics into her with a syringe is an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. Very strong, chubby nine-year-olds <laughs> holding on to stuff and throwing it across the room. So, it ended with... That, 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 that day yesterday that started with getting pooed on the leg ended in Southend Hospital A&E department. And there's people tweeting me... Saying it's good luck. I think it's put that one to bed. It has put that one to bed. Grant Kennett has tweeted us to say, I knelt on the paint tin lid that I'd specifically moved to a place where I couldn't possibly kneel on it yesterday. I carried on painting in my pants, only to then paint my foot. <laughs> then I answered the door to an Amazon delivery guy in just my pants with a white foot. <laughs> Someone did have it worse. Well done, Grant. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Hope you enjoyed that episode of the Daily Takeaway. Um, just returning to what we were speaking about right when we all joined up together today, uh, and that's the, the sparkling water. I just absolutely love it. Considering water has been around since day dot, yep. who do you think thought to themselves, I know what we'll do, water, you know, that thing that, like, sustains us, always been around. It's everywhere. Let's put some bubbles in it. I think his name was John Carbonet. Because <laughs> you think about it, soda streams. Oh, soda streams. Oh, amazing bit of tech. Oh, it's the eighties. Mm. The, the sky's the limit now for tech. Man on the moon again. They're just putting blowing bubbles in water. That is all it did. Plus, whisper it quietly. Our bubbles much cop. I actually quite like flat Fanta. I see. I don't like that. That's that for me. Says you're poorly. <laughs> <laughs>